Do you plan on setting goals for 2021? Do you know there's another gear inside of you, but you feel like you're driving around with a parking brake on? Do you want 2021 to be your breakthrough year to make more money, to get that business off the ground, to get fit, to have an amazing marriage? The fact that you're right here right now listening to this means that yes, you do plan to set goals for 2021 and you do know there's another gear inside of you. But here's the problem. You're busy. So like most other people, you'll probably never get around to it. Or maybe you're planning on doing it. But when you sit down, you're not even sure where to start. How do you actually set the right goals and make sure that they stick? If any of this sounds like you, then join me for a virtual goal setting work session on December 30th. Just go to jimharshowjr.com slash 2021 to learn more and to register. So what's a virtual goal setting session? Before I tell you what this is, let me tell you what it isn't. This isn't a webinar where some supposed expert spouts off what you should be doing. This isn't just a workshop where you get a bunch of worksheets and then you walk away with some new ideas, but then you get busy and none of it ever sticks. Here's what it is. It's two hours and you and I are actually going to be doing the work together in a virtual small group setting live with other listeners. You might be thinking, well, Jim, I can do this on my own. Well, I used to think the same thing, but when I learned that every high performer in the world worked with a coach, it hit me that I should too. It's like a secret weapon that successful people have that they don't ever talk about. You're probably wondering what this costs. Well, let me ask you this. How much would you pay to finally figure out what you've been missing that's holding you back? How much would you pay to accomplish just one of your big goals, let alone multiple goals? Thousands of dollars? like $1,000, maybe $500. That would be certainly reasonable. $250. That would be more than worth it. How about a hundred dollars? Well, cut that in half and that's the price. And you might be wondering, okay, well, why would you charge so low for this, Jim? Well, two reasons. Number one, by giving you an opportunity to work with me in a small group setting for two hours, for next to nothing compared to what I normally charge, I hope that you decide that you want more. And so that's going to force me to over deliver for you. The second reason is I'm developing a new course and I want to get testimonials. So again, I have to over deliver. This is going to force me to give away my best stuff practically for free. My goal is to give you an experience that's going to be worth 10 times what you pay for it. And that way, even if I fail, if it's only worth five times what you paid for it, then you still get amazing results. Even if it's only worth twice what you paid for it, you're still going to give me an amazing testimonial. If not, I'll give you your money back. And obviously, this is not about the money for me. This $47, it's not going to change my life. But my goal is that it will change your life. You might be thinking, I know how to set goals, but Jim, my situation's unique. Well, here's the cool thing. I'm actually going to take your questions live during this work session. So whatever your unique situation, whatever your challenge that you're facing that nobody else is, you get to ask me how you should handle it. At this point, you might be thinking, well, I'm super busy between now and the end of the year. Well, if you sign up, but you can't attend live, not only do you get the recording, you also get free lifetime access to the materials so you can go back and do this anytime you want. So sign up now. Let's make this happen. Go to jimharshowjr.com slash 2021. Now here's the catch. In order to make this as impactful as possible for you, I can only take 25 people. So space is very limited. I also have a few bonuses for you, one of which is pretty absurd. I don't have the time to list them all here. So to see what those are, just go to jimharshowjr.com slash 2021. And my question for you is this, what possibly could stop you from making this small commitment that will change your life? This small investment to make change for you to finally learn the system that world-class performers use to get results. Let's get to work. Go to jimharshowjr.com slash 2021 and claim your spot. Remember, there's only 25 spots. 
I'll see you in the work session. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. And I'm coming to you with a little bit of an orange hue to my face here today. I've got my selfie light set on the orange setting. Uh, You can't see that if you're just listening, but uh, if you're watching me on YouTube, you can see this. And if you're not watching me on YouTube, you should check it out. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash YouTube. And that's my YouTube channel. You can check out some videos I post there. I am now posting top clips from my episodes, the video clips from my interviews. So you can actually see some of the top clips about talking about focus or consistency or what we're going to talk about today, work-life balance pulling out like three to five, seven minute segments of those interviews and posting them on YouTube. So give that a check out. And uh, as always, you can listen to Success Through Failure on your smart speaker. So make sure you uh, just give her a yell, Siri or Alexa or Google and say, play Success Through Failure podcast. And magically, you'll hear my voice uh, in your home, which may not be a good thing. So uh, give that uh, give that a check out as well. So we're going to talk about work-life balance today. Okay, there's so much to unpack here. So let's go ahead and dive in. First of all, I also want to tell you, I have written a, an in-depth blog post around this. So if you'd rather read this or if you want to share this with a friend, we're going to embed this episode actually into that blog post. So if you go to jimharshowjr.com slash work-life-balance, So all one word, work-life balance, then that will take you to this blog post and this episode will be embedded in it. So you can read and listen to this kind of at the same time if you want to multitask or if you want to share it with anybody who you feel like this would just kind of resonate with them. And it's usually, you know, it's folks like you. Think about who else you know that's like you who would like this kind of stuff. And uh, and I appreciate you sharing. I mean, really, that's how this thing grows. That's how... Uh, a lot of people find this. Some people find it searching through Google or maybe social media, but uh, a lot of people find it through word of mouth. So please pass this along to one other person. All right, so l- let's dive in here. Work-life balance. This has been you know, a term that's been thrown around for, for decades now, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time defining it, but here's my definition. Work-life balance is a subjective view of one's distribution of time, energy, and focus invested between personal and professional pursuits. All right, so Work-life balance is a subjective view, it's subjective, of your distribution of your time, energy, and focus. Time, energy, focus. How much you invest that between your personal life and your professional pursuits. The personal side, it might be relationships with a spouse or with family or with friends or with God. It might be fitness, it might be health. Uh, And then professional pursuits would be your career, uh, maybe, you know, getting another degree. It might be, you know, that side hustle that you're working on. So that's, it's the balance between these things. Now, here's the big question. Is it work-life balance or is it work-life integration? And, and sometimes, you know, people get caught up in the terminology here. And I think it's because when, when you think of work-life balance, I think a lot of people think of this dichotomy. It's either one or the other. It's either a work or like personal life. And, you know, the, the term work-life integration arose, I think Tony uh, Robbins was the first maybe person who said that or kind of coined that phrase. And to the best of my knowledge, that it, it, it was him anyway. And it was kind of like, I think, you know, people try to have that contrarian view of, um, you know, sometimes people will post a blog post about why the seven habits of highly effective people is all wrong. 
I'm sure there's a blog post out there, something about that, right? Because they're trying to be contrarian and put a new spin on an, on an old topic. So uh, I think that's kind of what happened with work-life balance and work-life integration. Uh, I, and I, I think that really stems from the fact that people thought of work on one side and life on the other side, and they have to be sort of in balance, like traditional balance, like weighted on one side and the other, and they have to balance out. I don't really look at work-life balance in that way. I look at it more as, think about Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, when he like gets lowered from the ceiling on that cable, and he's kind of trying to balance, right? And, and he's got two arms and two legs, and he's got to use those to balance himself. And so there's multiple things that you have to balance. So the distribution of weight and the distribution of how you know long he stretches out one arm or one leg. And anyway, that's going to keep you in balance, right? So I look at that as more of work-life balance. And work-life integration means like integrating, right? Like, you know, integrating your work into your personal life. Well, I don't know if I totally agree with that idea because I don't want my kids sitting on my lap while I'm typing an email to my boss or you, I don't have a boss, I guess. You're my boss, to be honest. You know, you don't want your, take your kids to work day to be every day. Uh, you don't want to be putting out fires at work while you're on vacation. Like the integration's got, to be honest, too much these days. There needs to be maybe a little bit more, less integration and more separation. But regardless, however you want to term, you know, whatever terminology you want to use, it's fine with me, whether it's integration, whether it's balance. The idea is using a, a having a distribution of our time and our energy and our focus that works for you. Only you will know if you're out of balance. So I'm just going to kind of Put that up on a shelf for now. So we all kind of understand what we mean by work-life balance. If you want to call it work-life integration, whatever you want to call it, uh, I think we're all starting from the same page here. So how do you create work-life balance? First, you have to define what you want in the various areas of your life, right? Let's use the Tom Cruise example, Mission Impossible, James Bond. He's down, you know, hovering above the floor and he can't touch the floor. And, you know, he's trying to stay balanced. You know, think of four, the four limbs are the four areas you need to stay balanced in your life. Relationships, self, health, and wealth. Okay, those four areas. You have to have goals in all four of those areas. And you once you define those and you know you set these goals in multiple areas, then you can start working towards balance. And I'll give you some some a, a negative example of work-life balance. Steve Jobs was so focused on his work that he didn't accept the inconvenient truth that he had a daughter. He actually denied that she was his for years. I'd say he had a single-minded focus. And I know about single-minded focus. I had that when I was competing, when I was wrestling. That doesn't work in the real world, at least not if you want to have balance. You have to have a, a single-minded focus maybe when you're younger and you have fewer stakeholders in your life and maybe you're an athlete. That was kind of the easiest sort of microcosm to see it in. But as you get older, and certainly then there were other stakeholders as well. There was my family, there was academics, et cetera. But really, when I, when I boil it down, I had a single-minded focus. Another real-world example, like if your only goal is to make partner and to double your income, you're probably going to increase your odds of doing that if you have a single-minded focus, but at the expense of other areas of your life. I mean, how many people have you seen who kind of go all in on one area of their life and they forsake everything else, right? They might go all in on on fitness, right? And they're like obsessed with running marathons and ultra marathons at the, you know, and they forsake their family uh, or they're obsessed and they're kind of all in on, you know, 
I've seen this in college coaching, going in, all in on, on winning a national championship as a coach, being the best coach you can possibly be and forsaking your family. I know coaches who have been through multiple marriages because of that single-minded focus, because you're tying kind of career and athletics together. And man, that's just a hard world. I've been there as a division one head coach and uh, it was really hard. That's actually one of the reasons why I got out of coaching because it was so hard to stay in balance. But there's also a lot of great examples out there. I'm going to give you two right now. And I interviewed these guys. One of them is Seth Goldman, the founder of Honest Tea and the former chair of Beyond Meat. And he's just doing amazing things for just sustainable farming and, and agriculture and in the food industry. Anyway, interviewed him way back, episode 15. And if you haven't listened to some of those old episodes, it used to be called Wrestling with Greatness, and then it was Wrestling with Success. Yeah, I went through some iterations, but he actually wrestled. He was more of a a track athlete. But uh, anyway, Seth Goldman, this is a guy who was so successful as a businessman, but he was a great, is a great father and still is a great businessman. And he's really fit and he makes time for working out. And this is a guy who has work-life balance. Another one, Heath Eslinger. 266, episode 266, just interviewed him not that long ago. He's a great friend. He and I actually wrestled uh, against each other in college. You have to listen to that episode to see who won. But Heath is just a a super great guy. He's a founder of uh, A Better Way Athletics. If you're a coach, I would encourage you to go check out Heath because um, and what he's doing with A Better Way Athletics. But this is a guy who really has things straight in all areas of his life. I mean, he was a really successful Division I head wrestling coach at University of Tennessee Chattanooga, really took that program to new heights. While he was doing that, he completed an Ironman. Uh, and this is a guy who's very focused on his role as a father. So that's that's a little bit about, you know, how do you kind of start with setting work-life balance? You have to have goals in all four of those areas. And by the way, I did a podcast episode on this where you can kind of dive more into goal setting and goals on on these different areas. So episode 269, but you can also go to jimharshnerjr.com slash goal setting and you'll find the blog post. Again, I have a blog post there really in depth. And I've actually had clients who I've worked with for years who have checked out that podcast or that, that blog post. And they're like, man, and the one guy actually, matter of fact, he's like, I've been working with him for years on setting goals. He He's referenced that several times since I published that blog post. So it's really in-depth. It's really good, if I must say so myself, I guess. But it's uh, something that you can use as a reference for setting your goals. By the way, this publishes just a couple of days before I do a, a goal-setting work session doing this on December 30th, 2020. This is a, for 2021. Uh, this is going to be a game changer for you. If you uh, are not really sure how to set goals or where to set goals or where to start, or this is a work session. Now it's only 25 people. And so I recommend going to jimharshowjr.com slash 2021. See if there's any space left. If there is, we'll slide you in there. If not, we'll find a way to to work with you or give you some resources in a, in a different way. If it is full by the time you get there, uh, I'll have an awesome resource or two pointing you in the right direction so you can at least get that kind of value out of that for free. All right. So goal setting, jimharshowjr.com slash goal setting or the episode 269 to learn about setting multiple goals in multiple areas of your life. And what do I mean by relationships, self-health and wealth? Well, I think most of those are self-explanatory relationships. I think, you know, uh, health and wealth, I think, you know, and wealth is wealth slash work. That's kind of your career and work. But the self one maybe leads, it needs a little bit of explanation. And just real quickly, that is growth, impact, or fun. GIF, just think GIF, growth, impact, 
fun growth, personal growth, reading books, developing a new skill, uh, learning a new hobby, taking a course, getting a new degree, certification, whatever, impact, maybe volunteering or philanthropy and fun. What do you love to do? You don't do anymore. For me, that's like camping, outdoors, hiking, adventure, stuff like that. That's really uh, something I prioritize setting goals around. All right, now let's shift into the next thing I want to talk about, technology. How can technology actually help you achieve work-life balance? And you might be thinking like, Jim, like technology, you're thinking social media, and I'm always distracted by technology anyway. How do I use technology to actually find balance, to create balance in my life? Well, in my interview with Cal Newport, he's the author of Deep Focus and Digital Minimalism, as well as like, I don't know, like a dozen other books. I interviewed him in episode 268. And actually, there's some clips from that episode over on my YouTube channel as well. So I'd recommend you check those out. Just pulled a couple of really uh, high value topics out of there from that interview. And Cal Newport, Jesse, this guy's so incredible. He's totally an influencer, but guess what? Doesn't have social media. Go figure. You can be an influencer without social media. This is a guy who uses technology, leverages technology, and he uses it to help him stay balanced in life. So here's a quote from that interview. He says, Quote, technology deployed for a very specific thing that you care about in a very structured way can give you really big benefits. Technology bound into your life casually or used without rules and consideration has a way of making things worse. You've experienced that. Video games, social media, those are the biggest culprits. And by the way, I did an episode on uh, a few episodes back on how to use technology to, you know, get more done and everything. And for listeners, you can go to jimharsherjr.com slash action, put a link to that episode and action plan. But since then, I've found a really, really cool tool that I use. In addition to the Facebook newsfeed eradicator, it's also for Twitter. Just discovered that. So you can go to Twitter and post a tweet without having to look at your timeline. I mean, that for me, that's when I get sucked in. At least it doesn't work on mobile, but it works on uh, on your desktop. So if you find yourself getting sucked into Facebook or sucked into Twitter, this is a great little tool for helping you avoid that. Don't forget what I talked about at the beginning of the show. If you want to join me and a small group of listeners in a goal-setting work session so that you can have a bomb-proof action plan for 2021, go to jimharshowjr.com slash 2021 now. I also use something. This is a really cool thing that I discovered to help with your inbox. So if you're like me and you, you know, in between tasks, you may not even know you do this. In between tasks, if you find yourself clicking over to your inbox, you're just glancing over at your inbox real quick and then getting distracted and getting sucked into that rabbit hole. Or if you find yourself using your, uh, or maybe you go to your email in, inbox just to send an email. But as you click the compose button, you see an inbox, an email from your boss or some important email and you want to go check it out. Well, that's a distraction as well. So this actually hides your email inbox. So it's something called inbox when ready. Inbox when ready. Man, this is such a promo for, for this tool. There's a free version and then there's a paid version, but your inbox stays hidden. You can actually go there. You can click on compose. You can click on you know sent mail or drafts folder. You can click on any of your folders. But your actual inbox is hidden unless you click show inbox and it'll only show it for like you can set it for 10 minutes or five minutes and choose how long you want it to be exposed for before it just kind of automatically goes hidden again. Anyway, this has been a total game changer for me. So I have no problem promoting them. All right. So here are a few ways you can actually leverage technology to have a better work-life balance. So a couple of these tools that I mentioned already, 
you know, I interviewed David Allen. I don't know if you guys know David Allen, but he's the author of a book called Getting Things Done, GTD, kind of a worldwide sensation. This is episode 116. I interviewed him in that episode. But he talks about using our minds for a to be a creative device, not a storage device. So you've got to use technology to offload things that you're trying to remember, right? Use a to-do list app like Asana or Trello or Todoist. I use Asana. You know, you can use Alexa to help maintain your shopping list. Just, you know, Alexa, add hemorrhoid cream to my shopping list. I'm not saying that you have to use that, that you could. But, you know, you can use these technologies to keep your to-do list instead of trying to remember this stuff in your mind. How else can you use technology to better your work-life balance. I mean, you know, I talked about the Facebook newsfeed eradicator. I talked about inbox when ready, but you can also utilize social media for you, right? So everybody thinks social media is so terrible and it is if it's just distracting you, but can you use it as a tool, as an aggregator for, you know, sports teams you want to follow or news you want to follow or just positive people you want to follow. Hopefully I'll make that list for you, but um, you can create lists, right? In, in using social media as a tool and being, you know, just being deliberate with how you actually use it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about productivity. How can being productive help you achieve work-life balance? Well, if you actually get more done than when you get home, you can, you can more easily put your phone down right? You can pay attention. You can be present with your, your spouse or your kids or your family or whoever you go home to. And, and there's a great quote in businessinsider.com, this article. It said, over the course of an eight-hour workday, the average employee works for about three hours. That's about two hours and 53 minutes, to be more precise. Get that. Three hours of actual productive work. What if you could just you know, if that's you, assuming, you know, we do, we all drift off, right? We, we go get a cup of coffee, you go to the bathroom, you chat with somebody in the hallway, or you're doing your Christmas shopping online or whatever it might be, right? I can understand that, that we're not getting, you know, eight hours of actual productivity done. If you are, maybe you'd say you're at the three hour mark. If you're a listener of my show, you're probably on the, on the higher end of that. Maybe you're at four hours, right? Let's say, what if you could just bump that to five? What if you could just maximize your productivity? What if you could find ways to be more productive and, you know, get more done? Now you can, when you get home, you don't have to hurry up and return a few emails in between bites of food sitting at the kitchen table. You don't have to be staring at your phone and with one eye while you're playing with your kids. You can actually really turn off. You can find more balance when you turn off and when you're home, actually be home. And actually, I got a note here, come think of it. It's episode 271, where I talk about technology. So 271 is that episode where I talk about using technology to increase your productivity. It's super helpful. There's tons of just little tools and tips and tactics that are going to help you be more productive. So check that one out for sure. All right, work-life balance. How about teamwork? How can teamwork help you with work-life balance? What do I mean by this? Think about who's on your team. With my clients, I call this the environment of excellence. So a lot of my clients are listening right now. You know what this means, the environment of excellence. Who are the people in your life? People is just one of the four different parts of the environment of excellence. And for the non-initiated, for the non-pathfinders, and my clients are called pathfinders because my program is called Reveal Your Path. And once you join the program, you are now a pathfinder for life. But what does it mean to have um, you know this environment of excellence? And there are four pieces there, MAPS, Media, area, people, speech, and we're going to focus on the people part of this. So who's on your team? Who are the people in your life? Think about your family. 
How can you enlist enlist family to help you? You know, maybe it's you know if you're married and you have kids and you have a hard time finding time to go on a date night. Ah, uh, you know, enlist family to go on a date night. You know, do you have family nearby? You know, we don't have family nearby, so uh, you know sometimes we'll have family come visit us and we'll go on a date night when they're here, or or we'll go on an overnighter or something like that. So, how can you find ways to utilize family as part of your team to help you find more balance, uh, friends? You know, uh, who can help you get that big project done around the house in, in half the time? Who maybe has uh, the skills or the tools or the knowledge to help you get something done that's going to take you a whole weekend? Do you have friends that you can enlist? Colleagues, you know, do you have partners at work who can shoulder some of the load when you're feeling out of balance? Right? Who, you know, who do you have good relationships with? And this is important to be of service first to those colleagues so that when it comes time, like, hey, man, things are really chaotic at home. We're going through something and really struggling to, to find balance right now. Do you mind if I, you know, duck out of this project an hour early? Or do you mind if I, you know, kind of go work on something else? Cause I got so many projects on my plate and I'm going to have to stay late tonight and it's our anniversary. And what, like, do you have colleagues who you can partner with to help them out when they need help, when they're out of balance and who you can help them out? Like actually maybe have that Think about having that conversation. Who can you have that conversation with? Hey, listen, we're both going to be out of balance at some point in 2021, some point this year. Uh, you know, why don't we be balance partners? And, you know, maybe whenever, you know, things are really, you know, I'm really struggling. Maybe, you know, if I can come to you, that'd be great and, and vice versa. So that's another one. Uh, how about accountability partners? Just who, who do you know that can help you stay in balance, you know, and call you out when you're over committing, call you out when you're out of balance? Maybe you've said yes to too many things and it could be maybe you've said yes to too many things in, in your career at work, you know, taking on too many projects. Maybe you've said yes to too many things in your fitness life, right? Yeah, I'm going to train for that Ironman, that ultra marathon. And maybe it's not the right time. You know, if your marriage is on the rocks and, and you're going to have to devote a ton of time to this, maybe, you know, maybe you need someone to call you out and tell you that's not the right time to do it. Not the right thing to do. I know for me, I didn't train for a marathon. Until I was able to quit my full-time job because my full-time job required 60 hours a week and a lot of nights and weekends and travel. And I just didn't have that bandwidth to give away to myself for training for a marathon. So I kind of went, you know, minimum effective dose for my training and my workout and my fitness. And then whenever I was able to get that time back, quit my job, do this full-time, then I was able to train for that marathon, invest that time. So who do you, do you have an accountability partner? who can call you out. Maybe you're volunteering too much. Right? Maybe you're volunteering to, to coach too many teams or something like that. If you're overcommitting and it's affecting you in other ways, throwing you out of balance, maybe you need someone to call you out. And that's part of what I do as an executive life coach, personal performance coach. I crush you if you fall out of balance. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's part of it is having somebody to talk to, having somebody outside of your own head that can help you see past your blind spots, you know, see your blind spots and see, see around your blinders and ask those questions that you probably don't have anybody else in your life asking you. So that's about your team. So focus on your team. Think about your team. Who do you have in your life that can help you maintain that balance? All right. So now let's talk a little bit about how do you actually maintain this? Right. If you know who is uh, the Kenyan marathoner, Ilyud Kipchoge, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Imagine this guy. He, he's the world record holder, two hours and one minute and 39 seconds marathon, which is nuts. He was running twice as fast as me uh, when I ran my marathon. But think about him. Think about he gets in marathon shape. 
is he like, sweet, I can kick back now and relax. I, you know, I'm, I'm in marathon shape. I can run really fast. Or does he have to keep training? He has to keep training. Pretty obvious, right? Well, it's the same with you. Balance is not something you achieve and then it's like cruise control for the rest of your life. It's always a struggle. You're always going to be pulled in a million different directions. You always have to work at this. It's not something you just, you get there and then you, you figure out the solution and it's done. You don't have to do it. No, you have to keep applying that solution. I mean, for, for my clients, a lot of times it's like, like I'm the solution. Having this process, this system that I bring to their life, like when I'm that solution, they go, ah, I, I, I need to continue this. And a lot of times, you know, I know clients who have dropped off and, you know, I talk to them later on and they're they're struggling again, right? You have to have that process, whatever it is for you, whatever process works for you. And hopefully you're, you're taking some things out of this episode today that you can implement into your life. But, but once you get there, it's not about like hitting cruise control and say, I got it. Like, just, I want you to know going into this, if this is something you feel out of bounds or you periodically get out of bounds, like it's going to keep coming back. You're going to have to continue to work on it and not just when you're out of balance, you got to keep working on it when you're in balance. You have to go, okay, I'm about to overcommit to something. If I say yes to that, things are going to go out of balance. And you have to be aware of that. I want to talk to you who are in leadership positions, whatever that leadership position is, entrepreneur, manager, CEO, whatever. If you're part of an organization, why is it valuable and, and good for you to promote work-life balance? Well, I have a friend who was a top executive at CarMax in Richmond, which the headquarters is about an hour away from here. And he's a fellow University of Virginia grad. And he was just uh, just a really cool guy to, to get to know. And he explained to me why CarMax is consistently rated one of the top 100 places to work in America. Well, it's because they didn't, every supervisor met with their employees. I think it's about once a month they meet with their employee, their their direct reports, and they work on whatever it is that they want to, where they want to develop. Personal development, professional development, they have conversations around how do you want to develop as a human being? It's not just about work. It's about development. It's about getting better. It's about growth. I mean, we want to grow. Everybody wants to grow. And if you don't feel like that, if you don't sense that, if you don't care as a leader, if you don't care about balance for your employees, you're not going to be as successful as you can be as a manager, as a leader. I mean, you can't build, a friend of mine told me this recently, he said, you can't build a Ferrari out of crap parts. You have to have good people. You want to work on, on helping people show up as their best, as balanced people, as healthy people with healthy relationships and you know, health and well-being of their like, personal fitness and health. You want to help people have that balance because when you do, number one, they're going to know you care. And number two, they're going to have more focus, more discipline, uh, more loyalty to your organization. And you might be saying, oh, what if my, you know, my employer doesn't support work-life balance? My, my, you know, my boss doesn't support that. Well, guess what? It's up to you. Figure it out. Like as, as Jocko Willing says, uh, extreme ownership, it's good. Good. It's a challenge. Figure it out. You have to understand like what part of this is my fault? Maybe it's your fault for not speaking up. Maybe it's your fault for taking on that job in the first place. Maybe it's your fault for not saying no when you should be saying no. Maybe it's you're not productive enough, right? And, and you're just not getting enough done. And therefore you have to stay late and your your boss is expecting you to get these projects done. Well, get them done. Find a way to get be more productive, to work more efficiently, to work smarter, not harder. There are different ways to do that. Delegation, outsourcing, you know, increased productivity, using technology, stop using technology, just like we talked about earlier. There's a lot of different ways to work on work-life balance. 
if you care, if you actually hit the pause button, and you know what's coming for long-time listeners, if you hit the pause button and actually evaluate this and create a plan, what am I talking about? What is this pause? It's the productive pause. We'll have the link to an article in the action plan about the productive pause. If you go to jimharshawjr.com slash productive hyphen pause, and we'll have that link in the action plan. Then uh, if you go to that website, if you go to that page on my website, and there's a, there's a whole article about the productive pause. What is that? It's a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. Clarity of action and peace of mind. That is what you're going to get if you join me in the goal setting work session, which is on December 30th, 2020. You may be listening to this way out in the future. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of downloads of this episode way out into the future, but if not, you're listening to it right now. Check it out. I look forward to working with you. This is a two-hour work session. I mean, we're going to be working as a group. There's only 25 slots available for it. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, half of those are already gone. Uh, I know a lot more are going to be gone before uh, before the publishing of this. Maybe all of them, but hopefully there's a, a spot for you still. So check that out. I look forward to seeing you there. I look forward to working with you. Lots of bonuses, actually. I'm not even telling you the bonuses because there's three really cool bonuses on the website. Just go to jimharsherjr.com slash 2021 to check that out. If you want work-life balance, you've got to hit the pause button. That's a great way to hit the pause button. As always, check out the action plan for this episode. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, go ahead and share it with a friend. Tell them to check out the most recent episode of Success Through Failure. If you really enjoyed this, leave me a rating and review. Those are super helpful. I see you. If you've left me a, a rating and review, I see you. I go through those. I see them. I read those. So I appreciate you and I see your name and I read those. And I just, it brings me a lot of gratitude to see the impact that I'm making in your life. This also, of course, you know, that's how iTunes and Apple know to show this podcast to other people or whatever, whatever platform you're listening on. The more ratings, the higher reviews, the more likely they're going to show this to others when they're searching for a great podcast. And hopefully you think it's great. I look forward to reading your review. Thank you so much. Don't forget what I talked about at the beginning of the show. If you want to join me and a small group of listeners in a goal setting work session so that you can have a bomb proof action plan for 2021, go to jimharshawjr.com slash 2021.